If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Dr. Tara, and this is Hopeful Hints, a podcast where you'll receive quick, hopeful hints on all things women's health and infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace and empowerment as you walk through the next steps in your healthcare journey. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara, and today we're going to continue our August series that stems from our initial conversation at the beginning of the month with Kelsey Nisbet. And this episode's actually going to ping off last week's, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper in advocating for your health care. So we're going to go over 10 ways you can do this. So when it comes to our health, we all deserve to feel supported, understood, empowered, and really, quite simply put, feel heard. But navigating the complex world of healthcare is often frustrating and overwhelming. Many individuals have experienced disheartening feelings of being dismissed or unheard by their healthcare providers and even gaslit, which is a whole topic I'm super passionate about. And so medical gaslighting is something we just need to identify more as individuals, as patients in the healthcare world and try avoiding it from the side of healthcare. But as patients, I want you to understand what it looks like and what it is. And if it's happening to you, I want you to learn how you can either find a new healthcare provider or guide conversations with your healthcare provider better, which we're going to go over today. So it's really crucial to advocate for yourself. Never give up until you find answers and genuinely feel heard. And again, sometimes this may mean changing healthcare providers. And it can be a decision that positively impacts your overall well-being. So let's dive into advocating for yourself. This literally just means you are taking the active role in your own well-being. It involves speaking up, asking questions, and actively participating in the decision-making process versus relying on the provider telling you what to do. So remember, you are your own best advocate. Let's dive in to 10 ways that you can advocate for yourself. So number one is prepare in advance. So before an appointment, make a list of all your symptoms, concerns, any questions you have, be really specific to ensure that you cover everything that you have with your time with your provider. Write it down, put it in your phone, um, anything you need to do to ensure that you have every thought gathered ahead of time. Number two, be assertive and clear. So clear communication for your symptoms, experiences, or concerns is important. Um, use direct language. Don't try to um, avoid talking about something or going around something, just be really straightforward, express your needs and expectations, and don't hesitate to provide details. Or when you're talking to a provider, ask for clarification. If you don't understand something, do not be scared to say, I don't understand this. Can you please explain it better? And really clarify what they are presenting to you. Number three, provide a comprehensive medical history. So 
Ensure you provide accurate and detailed information about your medical history, especially when you're changing a new provider or adding providers to your team. And this includes previous diagnoses, treatments, labs, medications, family history, really anything to help that provider better understand your situation. Number four, ask questions. Do not, I'll say it again, do not hesitate to ask questions um, about not only your condition or testing, but treatments that they're proposing, potential side effects or alternative options. Again, seek clarification if something is unclear, it doesn't feel right, or if you just need more information before making that decision. It's okay to say, thank you for this. I'd like to think on it, sleep on it, I'll get back to you before making a decision in office and it allows you to be better informed so you can make the right decision moving forward. Number five, take notes. So consider bringing a notebook or your phone or some sort of note-taking app to jot down important points during the appointment. They go fast. It's easy to forget things. Maybe you're just overwhelmed and it can be really hard in that moment just to remember things. But by bringing a notebook or somehow recording information and notes from that appointment, it'll help you remember details discussed, follow-up instructions, and any recommendations made by your doctor. Number six, request explanations and justifications. If the doctor suggests a particular diagnosis, treatment plan, or dismisses your concerns, ask for an explanation and justification. A good healthcare provider should always be able to provide clear reasoning behind their recommendations. Again, don't feel pressured like you have to make a decision that moment in the clinic. You can always get back to them about the next steps. Number seven, request a second opinion or referral. If you are unsure about the diagnosis, treatment plan, being offered, do not hesitate to seek a second opinion or request a referral to a specialist. It's your right to seek alternative perspective and explore different options. I talked about this last week, but if you are met with any resistance in this, it simply is a red flag in healthcare. Number eight, advocate for follow-up. Ensure that you have a clear plan for follow-up, including any necessary testing, appointments, monitoring that needs to be done. And if your doctor does not address this, inquire about the next steps or seek clarity when or how to follow up. And if it's something that gets forgotten, you can reach out to them the next day or the next week and really just ensure that you have a clear follow-up plan moving forward. Number nine, bring a support person. Consider bringing a trusted friend or family member or advocate to the appointment. They can help provide emotional support, but they can also help take notes or remember things that maybe they heard or you didn't hear or, cl or provide clarity. They can ask additional questions that maybe you didn't even think of. But most importantly, they're there to ensure that your concerns are being addressed. Number 10, my favorite, trust your instincts. If you feel that your concerns are being dismissed, minimized, or if you're not comfortable with that doctor's approach, trust your instincts on that. Seek a second opinion on your own. For many, many, many of you, you do not need a referral for a second opinion. You can obtain this on your own or consider finding a different healthcare provider all together. You deserve to feel comfortable and heard and ensure that everything is being addressed. And you deserve a provider who will take your concerns seriously. Sometimes, despite your best efforts, the relationship with your healthcare provider may not be a good fit. 
it's really essential to recognize when change is necessary and embrace it. Here's why. Fresh perspectives. Changing healthcare providers can offer fresh perspectives and approaches to your health concerns. A different perspective might uncover new solutions, alternative treatments, or a more empathetic approach that resonates with you. You have improved communication. A new healthcare provider may simply have a communication style that better suits your needs. You have to feel genuinely heard and understood, and that can have a profound impact on your overall well-being and treatment outcomes. You have increased trust and confidence. I cannot say how important this is. Finding a healthcare provider who values your input and respects your journey can restore trust and confidence again in the healthcare system. Advocating for yourself during an appointment is crucial to ensure your concerns are heard, that you also will then receive appropriate care and avoid any potential medical gaslighting. Remember, effective self-advocacy requires assertiveness, clear communication, and active participation in your own healthcare. Yes, healthcare providers are medical experts, but you are the expert on your body. You are with it 24-7. We are only with it for a few hours of the month or minutes even. So by advocating for yourself, you can ensure that your voice is heard and that you receive the care and attention you deserve. Advocating for your health care is really a vital step toward you feeling well again. And by actively participating in your health care journey, seeking answers and never giving up until you feel heard, means you will soon be in charge of your healthcare again and soon be on your way to feeling better. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'll see you back here next. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. We. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.